0: Now up next, Dennis. We got more Huey Lewis for us, so let's get to it.
1: Watch me walk, watch me walk That's real cute Think I'm gonna name him Bruce I want a new duck Not a quail or an owl One that won't molt too much One that won't smell too foul
0: Well, that was uh, kind of a Huey cover. <laughs> one of the only ones I approve of, uh, by the way, actually, one of the few. Weird Al, I want a new duck. Weird Al from California. So why not with the Weird Al? Why before not, that, um, Yes. <laughs> which I sing that version at karaoke. Um, no, before that, giving it all up for love.
2: You got some backstory on that? Yeah, that was a Phil Linnett song, actually, uh, from Thin Lizzy. We played Thin Lizzy earlier, and I was remiss, and re- for- I forgot that he also did this which was off the picture of this album, but this was originally done on Phil's solo album. I want to say 1980. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. Because right. Does the original, how much did they change it up? Um, Not much. I mean, there's definitely, the, the blueprint's there. I mean, the yeah. DNA is definitely there. So, right. yeah, go seek uh, it
0: out. Oh, that reminds me. Do you have any Kiwi songs you just
2: Because I only really have one that I actually don't like. Hmm. That I've heard anyway. Uh, Disown is a strong term. I I know that occasionally there's those, there's a a handful of their pop songs that where they were trying a little hard, you could tell the studio was leaning on them for another hit. Um, Things like, I Know What I Like, I'm Not a Huge Fan Of, or um, Uh Walking With The Kid, I'm Not a... Like a few things off the 4 album strike Uh, me as being a little inauthentic. Um, But you know, that comes with any artist. Well. Which one do you... uh, Disowned. The
0: one I'm blackmailing, I can't say that I hate it because I don't <laughs> hate any song, but and it's not really Huey's fault, although he agreed to do this, but <laughs> that duet with Gwyneth Paltrow, Cruisin'.
2: Oh, right, yeah. What,
0: uh, also, side note, that reminds me. Mm-hmm. Um, since he was in that movie, I forget the title of it, with, with duet. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, famously, he was in Back to the Future. Yes. And that part, but mm-hmm. people forget one of my favorite movies ever. He has a big role in, which is Shortcuts. Shortcuts. Robert Altman. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a great fucking movie. Also, Lyle, love it. Thank you very much. Mm. And Tom Waits. Three musicians in one movie. Altman
2: knew how to cast him. He, yes. That is, he, oh, it's such a good movie. Yeah, it is. And he followed you, the player with that. And so, like, the player in Shortcuts, like, it's one hell of a one-two punch. And when you watch them back, to, they're so different. Yeah,
0: they are. When you watch them back. They really back are
2: okay before
0: he moves in the news another underrated act in my book katrina and the waves walking on sunshine you know that song they also had uh, another hit that i'm forgetting the name of first of all walking on sunshine go on youtube because you're probably not going to go out and try to buy the vinyl but the previous uh their second album katrina and the waves Two, i believe has the original version of walking on sunshine Mm -hmm. which well how does it sound different yes it does it sounds like big shot producers didn't get in the way right it sounds punk and rocking so check that out but really uh nice sound underrated a lot of internal fighting so they split and now it's just katrina but they did win the eurovision song song contest as i was saying uh do you want crying
2: was the other song well do
0: you one. want crying was no there was a one that was top tw- a top 20 hit that i'm not remember. well anyway It'll it'll come to me when the show is over, and I'll tell you later on the show that's done. Halfway home. yeah. Oh, yeah, it was that one. (laughs) Uh, Before that, though, sounding pretty good right alongside Clover. Yes. Some early Huey from what year we think? That
2: was probably 77.
0: Streets of London. So going from Streets of London into a
2: band from England. Uh, That was a smooth tune i like that one that was a smooth scene. and as you pointed out while we were playing it any band that could, can go from streets of london to Exodisco to what they would become with Ye- the blues thing it's yes. like that's a hell of a bump in the road there you yes, know it is uh which reminds me
0: i note um brian adams most people don't know this the first time he appeared on any chart in the u.s was in 19 i think it was 80 might have been 79 On the disco dance charts Hmm. With Let Me Take You Dancing It went to like 23 And you listen to it It is full on Like We're throwing anything at the wall disco (laughs) Before before the end was nigh Yeah And so You've all heard the Reckless album Uh, Heaven and Run Mm -hmm, to You mm -hmm. So you picture That voice singing disco Wow It doesn't work And you know how, and they knew it didn't work because they sped up his voice on the recording and it sounded a little like Alvin.
2: Wow. Okay, now I got to look this up.
0: Oh, I'll send it to you. Yeah, so there's that. Uh, At the top, doing it all for my baby off for, preceded by Heart and Soul, doing it all for my baby featuring local East Bay Grease, Tower Power. Uh, Another band, two big hits in the 60s. I mean, sorry, sorry, slow jams, but Awesome, but go check out their records. They got a lot of funky stuff going down. Yep, yep. Uh, which, just a side note also, um, Jimmy lose is a local band, so we have been hitting up a lot of local stuff. I actually brought some local musicians that are known to the Sound Waves people, like hmm. the Sam Chase and the Untraditional. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so... We are, but we're really, our after party is almost over. But what do you got next for us? What are we going to hear? I have another one of those awesome 1986 Four remixes of a song from Huey's first album in 1980. And again, I love this song. Uh, I'm just going to reach over here and push play. It kind of fades in, but... yeah. Do this. Nope, that's not actually the one I wanted to play. Okay, well... To play this one. And this is Sooner or Later. Some of my lies are true.
3: Tell her that you love her Like you know you should not And she'll be glad every night That you treated her right If If you practice my method Just as hard as you can You're You're gonna get a reputation As a loving man now And you'll be glad every night That you treated treated her right
0: That means, well, that doesn't mean anything. That's the end of a song. But we are about out of time here at the mutiny pirate ship. Are in the mission that was the commitments treat her right from the soundtrack. Um, actually, volume two of no, no, volume one. That was volume well, one. I think so. Okay, volume one. But yeah. anyway, you want both volumes.
2: Uh, they're great.
0: They're great. The only song I didn't care for was Land of a Thousand Dances, but neither here nor there. Before that, (laughs) Huey Lewis, sooner or later, some of my lies are true. One of your favorite Huey
2: tracks. Yep, it is. Uh, What is your favorite Huey track, though, when we're on it? It kind of depends on what kind of mood I'm in, but I will say this. There's more Huey songs that put an instant smile on my face, like that one, Do You Believe in Love, Don't Tell Me, Don't You Tell Me That You Love Me, Jacob's Ladder, just things that just make me just, like, yeah, like, you know, like, just hit you in that right spot. Back in time. Back in t- I almost played Back in Time three times. I love Back in Time. Power of Love, of course. Yeah. Um, as yes. overplayed as it is, it's like a perfect song. You just can't debate it. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. 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 That's a great music video, too. Mm-hmm.
2: All uh, that Back to the Future.
0: That was back when you did a video for a movie and they got actors from the film. Right. Just like, <laughs> get in the thing.
2: Hey, Christopher Lloyd, get in the uh, time machine and uh, we're going to shoot yeah, this. D- drive the time machine up to the front of a club. Right. Right.
0: <laughs> Okay, well, uh, I have to do some... Oh, 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 first, as I do on my shows here, I always do this thing called Three to Seek because I have a wide variety of listeners and quite a number of young listeners who have uh, contacted me saying that they love the variety but they never know where to begin because there's so much great music out there. So when I do these shows, I always give three artists from the show that I suggest you seek out and, you know, take a deep dive, see where the roads take you. And this show, obviously, Huey Lewis and the News. I would add to that, Katrina and the Waves. And uh, just to go back a little bit farther, I say, if you really want to rock it out hard, send Lizzie.
2: There you go. Yep. So
0: there's that. Uh, yeah, I'll be. you can find me, uh, DJ Bear, on Facebook uh, to follow me and see when I stream live from the Bear Cave at home and when I'm going to be here again for that stuff and be sure to go to soundwavestv.com for the whole archive of my show, but plus the actual Soundwaves TV show, which what do we have coming up in the future?
2: We've got, uh, we're on every Sunday night at seven o'clock. We stream at soundwavestv.com with a brand new episode. We're going to be back this weekend. We have covers this weekend, actually. Ah, and cool. um, And then we've got, I think the next five shows worth of, like the five shows are packed. After yep. that. And then we're doing a big thing for Labor Day. We can't announce yet, but it's going to be big. You're going to love it. And you did just do Banded Together. Banding Together. Is mm-hmm. that up online somewhere? or can it, it is. It is. And that was our virtual concert to support this scene, which is suffering so badly. Not right. necessarily monetarily, but just to call attention to the stages and the schools and the, yes. the venues that are hurting. Uh, and great, great local performances, too. So uh, that's all at SoundWavesTV.com. And they can find ways to help out and donate there, I would sure. yeah, we've Yeah, got, we've got pass-through links and all that.
0: Right, which is a great lead-in to how I like to close my show, which is, once again, I say thank you for supporting local music programming, my shows, and whatever shows you support in the Bay Area and beyond. And in this time of quarantine, I have been adding that you please support your local businesses. I know it's convenient to do Amazon, and you want your grand mocha latte when you want it, <laughs> but like please go to the local... Uh, coffee shops, if you can buy stuff online from your local stores. Um, an aspect of it that people don't think about is that a lot of businesses are hurting businesses with names like Chez Panny. And we don't realize that just because they have big names and they're famous doesn't mean they can coast by. So we have to support them in any way we can. Uh, L.A., the troubadour, mm-hmm. where Elton John made his debut and everyone from Carol King to Richard Pryor performed, might not make it. So you do have to chip in if you can, um, word of mouth, and also uh, monetarily, if you can, that is definitely helpful. But the other side of that is uh, donations monetarily don't just give money. They also give emotional and psychological support, which is a big help to people. Even if the business, for whatever reason, unfortunately has to go and you've donated money, that helps them in their lives move forward and try and start somewhere new. So. I'm off my high horse now <laughs> on that. Uh, and thank you again for listening in. Thanks to Dennis for coming down. This thank was you. It was fun.
2: Yeah, this we was will a blast. definitely
0: be doing this again. And uh, this is your host and DJ Bear wishing all my poppies peace, love, happiness, music, and dancing for your bonus speech.
2: What do we got, Mr. Willis? We have the only song in the entire Huey Lewis in the news catalog, which we simply must end with. And that is We're Not Here for a Long Time, We're Here for a Good Time. Ciao for now.
1: I'm
4: Who's Sorry Now? And they're pretending the audience is singing, but it's obviously a chorus.
5: Actually, I, I hear a different song. Hey, now, somebody once told me... Sing along if you know the words. You're I'm not weird. the sharpest...
4: Now, Why I you gotta be so, so rude? This song, but this song actually... Um, was, like, made in the 20s, and so many people have recorded it.
5: Interesting. So it would be, like, a, a traditional song. Like, you would you would be able to sing it to a crowd at Casablanca in the 40s.
4: Right, and everyone would know it. So it was published in 1923, and some guy named Isham Jones took it to the number three on the top hit list. But also in 1923, were one, two, three, four other people recorded the same so- song? Something you don't see. Yeah. Days.
5: Well, you can't get away with it now. Do you can kind of? I mean, you know, were they like, were they trying to rip off a hit song by just recording their own version? Did so no, like people get it's that? Just,
4: back then, like someone would write a song, and everyone would take a stab at it. Um. In there was a version okay. in nineteen forty-five. There was a version by Harry James in forty-five, released in forty-six. So maybe it was I don't know. Somehow that song got bought for this uh for this movie. Interesting. Okay. okay, now this guy has in information on how to look ugly. Um his information is like what German might wear a toupee in the hotel. And he's like, you have to give me a couple hundred francs for that, monsieur.
5: What kind of weird question? Oh, yeah, look at Stiffy. Oh, and Harper's running a talk.
4: So, here's one of my favorite scenes, probably my favorite scene, uh, or segment. He needs... Money, you know, Pierre needs a couple hundred francs and he's broke. So Chico wants to come up with money. Uh and the re the, they see the maitre D, he goes, No, I'm not a like at that. Come on, you He sees the Maitre D get tips oh, yeah, and give a table to someone. So he's like, If everybody tips us for tables, he goes, I got it a good idea.
5: I love how a Jewish guy imitates an Italian guy. I just it just never stops amazing me. Oh yeah, there you go.
4: He was he's Jewish. He was Jewish.
5: Yeah, but he's always like Chico or you know I'm Castanetti or whatever his name is. To say.
4: So there was one time oh, yeah. uh, I forget which movie it was. Uh, Groucho was showing him a map of where they were going to build houses, and the, it was down by, like, the levees, right? So he goes, here it is, right, uh-huh. by, good man, down by the levees. And so Chico goes, oh, it's a Jewish neighborhood.
5: Right, down by the levees. Yeah, once in a while, Groucho will slip that in. Is that the one It's like coconut something? I wish I knew my shit better before I got on air. but
4: Grove, coconut, uh, Bay, something like that. It was the housing boom.
5: Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, so, that's a great one. That's the one with the sanity clause.
4: Yes, and okay, so Groucho, I don't know if he did it on purpose to get rid of the Count, who's really the Nazi shtubel, but he spilled – he looked at the camera again. You You hate that.
5: Yeah, second time. No, that's fine. Listen, if you're Eddie Murphy in his trading places, that is fine. No problem.
6: Uh-huh.
5: Oh, I guess I guess Groucho can get away with it. Yeah, he's takes somewhere in. Oh, I'll have what she's having, Better yet I'll have her.
4: Yeah. Well, he, he she goes. She goes. I'm thirsty, and he goes. What are you having? And she goes. Champagne. And he goes. Waiter, waiter. He says, Get her a cheese sandwich. Put the get bill it to her. I don't get that. He's like, Do you rumba? I don't, but I'll walk around. He goes he gives her the cigar and goes, Hold this till I get back. Now he's like, I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Now see they're, I mean, it's all... they're continuing to I'm... populate the dance floor with tables and seating people for money. They don't even work here.
5: Thank God the tables were there. <laughs> oh yeah.
4: So it was for show goes like like I can remember when this was all farmland, you know? Grouchy goes, I remember I could remember when this was all dance floor. Ah,
5: oh, the empty times.
4: He goes, uh, they have an excellent floor show here. Too bad they don't have a floor See look at how the bullshit
6: plate... like a good company
5: like in Goodfellas, where uh, he gets his own ta- uh, table, like they bring him to the back.
4: Right, right.
5: How I haven't got a flaw? How I got in my pajamas? It's because I paid him for sexual favors.
4: Look, only grouchy Oh, Groucho.
5: So he just kicked the Nazi. First off, that Nazi has a big fucking scar on his face. Like that—that's pretty noticeable. Uh-huh. Let alone on his forehead. Yes. On his bold spot. He's known to be bold, and it's a scar on his face. So if you meet a guy with a toupee with a scar on his face, don't think. Oh, look. Hey, Chico, I noticed you were walking by a piano. Do you mind to play?
4: Right. Not exactly at all. right, Mike. See, the guy's like, hey, I got to make a phone call. Would you sit in for me?
5: Phone call. I'm calling Water Brothers i let it. i call calling fucking Humphrey Bogart. I'm calling Sam.
4: Watch how he throws the baton.
5: Holy shit. He <laughs> nearly hit the trumpet player. <laughs> the trumpet player's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, Chico. Look at that hate. That stare he's giving. What's he now, playing? You
4: know the song, um, we'll roll out the barrel and we'll have a barrel of fun. That's what he's actually playing, but he doesn't really play that melody till the way end.
5: Oh, I think I know the word. Roll out uh, the barrel. Make sure there's no monkeys in there.
2: Yeah, a if
5: monkey. there are monkeys. Now look at his favorite. It will get not Yeah, I know. I love it. I love it.
4: This, but
5: and I love what how, like, I see one-
4: is this is a typical Marx Brothers film. This. There's nothing different here about this film except that they did it sorta of like they just threw it together and did it last minute, but it's a it's your it's is everything the Marx Brothers promises you. I don't know why the yeah. internet thinks it's so you know.
5: It gets lumped in, it gets it lumped in like with all their later works or the crappy films, you know, which are kind of the same one of the same, so you know. Mhm. Well, because I, I think Night of the Opera is probably my, my favorite. I mean, I love the, the Duck Soup. great.
4: Duck Soup, yeah.
5: yeah the duck Soup's great. Flawless that movie. Oh, hey, look, his buddy's back. He's on the second piano. Le- He's out of the second piano.
4: The joke of this song is they're all bouncing together.
5: Oh, yeah. Come see Night in Casablanca. Chico has not one but two pianos. I'm going to walk by two pianos. Are there two harps in this movie?
4: Just the one harp. Yeah. I know why there What's is a the two difference? of harps. I mean, they didn't want to, you know, I that would be, you, didn't, you don't want to harp on it.
5: Well, you know, two of harps, there are two harps that beat as one.
4: <laughs> you two?
5: Yeah. Two of harps. You know, you do. Two of
4: wow, harps. <laughs> Beat as you can well. see it in Chico's. Uh, blocks. I don't
5: know. You can see the money like Chico's going to make in his eyes. He's like, I just got to do this number yeah. and my debts are paid.
4: That's right.
5: Dutch. Yeah.
4: Okay, so Beatrice oh. said, Why can't we be alone? And he goes, if I didn't know the sound of your voice, I would swear that I said that. <laughs> so she goes, meet, meet me on the corner of La Rue, blah, blah, and La Rue. Right? So that's where Groucho went off mm-hmm. to.
5: That is dirty.
4: Rue Lafayette. These
5: guys are like.
4: So Oh, comes. yeah.
5: Rue means street.
4: Look, he's all fucked. Wow. Because he got tried to get somebody, a car tried to hit him.
5: Yeah, you know, he's the fucking meth cooker, is what happened. His lab blew up. Makes sense. That's why I talk a million miles an hour.
4: Yeah. I'm covered in it. He goes, Great, been... He goes. A, a car tried to hit me. Then it tried to hit me again. Then I went up a, a palm tree and it hit <laughs> the palm tree. You know, it's like.
5: Yeah. Well, that must be a bad ride. Oh, so they were trying to kill Groucho.
4: Yes, they were. He's the manager. They are always trying to kill the manager. So Stubel can become the manager, and we don't know why, but I'll just ruin it for you. The, the treasure is hidden in the hotel, and the manager, of course, would no. have access to everything.
5: Now, how many movies did they did in a fucking hotel, right? There was uh, Room Service. There was Coconut Grove. There was this one.
4: I really don't know, but it's cool. a very familiar setting for them. Now, Harpo is overhearing that they're going to try to kill Cornblue, which is Groucho, the manager. They're going to try Blue. to kill him.
5: Bro, have you ever seen uh, Rob Zombie's uh, Devil Rejects? Nope. Or uh, House of a Thousand Corpses? No. It has this like murder... There's a murder family. I wouldn't recommend the film, but they are named after uh, uh, Gretchen Mark's characters. Oh. So there's like Firefly, and Otis Driftwood, and Captain Spaulding, But they're like cruel serial killers. Yeah. But in the second Not movie, and in Devil's Reject, there's like a 70s TV. Uh, oh, they're doing the shtick, you're telling?
4: Yeah, it's the charades. The shtick.
5: So oh, this is where he makes the Chinese joke, right? He goes, she, uh, he, uh Tiny he goes, chop suey, rice. Uh, yes, actually. I remember it it. Yeah, I do remember that.
4: He's trying to say surprise. Weird. And he goes,
5: soup
4: oh, rice, so- soup rice, soup rice. Oh, you got a Super- surprise, hey!
5: Oh my god, this thing goes on forever. It does. What's the message? What's the trade? How many words? 115? Fuck, this is going to be- take forever. Yeah. <laughs> but he makes noises, right? Like, he can make, like, barking noises. Why can't he just say, you know, they're going to try to kill Groucho? Write it down. <laughs> uh, at... All my debts will be wiped away after this bit. Yeah, that's right.
4: All I got to do is ask
5: you, well, who's room?
4: And then pay my debts!
5: Yay! Yeah. Third base. Sorry, I wasn't listening. How oh,
4: It makes him say... D-. I
5: don't know. Who? Starts Who? With a twist. Every dollar of it.
4: B-twist. 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 B-twist!
5: Oh, my God.
4: There's the dog sounds. This is... More- Pekingese. Dog leg. Pekingese.
5: Oh, Pekingese. I was going to say dog leg. I go to golf. Wait. Okay, for $20,000, we're on the final one.
4: Is that your final answer?
5: <laughs> yeah, we need, like, Rob Lowe to host this. Oh, I'm so sorry. The flower. It's a smack. <laughs> oh, my God, it's good, enough. Well, this is the length of the show right here, the sketch. Our show is normally two hours. I blame this this routine.
4: <laughs> yeah.
5: Shut up your face. What's the matter, you A?
4: Hey. hey, God, no respect. Hey.
5: Hey. <laughs> what you gonna do? Hey, what you what? gonna say? Ah, shut up. Ah,
4: shut up your face. <laughs> It's a not so bad. It's a nicer place. Ah, shut up your face. So.
5: That guy wasn't even a giant. Oh, here we go. Here's uh, Does he even know he's playing with, uh, against the Nazi?
4: He goes. Well, he goes. Reserve me a plane seat to Tunis. And he goes. Oh, there's beautiful women in Tunis. He goes. I'm not interested in beautiful women. And he goes. Oh, you should see some of the women I've dated then.
5: Oh, I got you right.
4: <laughs> so he goes.
5: Oh, no, crap.
4: Plus, he's got something to tell you, so he's doing all of that stuff
5: <laughs> super fast. Yeah. Okay. It's a, so all three of them are on the same screen. Come back, Groucho. Oh, oh there they are—the three things. Now come back, Harpo. How do you know? This off. is like the moment in Heat where Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are on the same screen on the same you know screen. Mm-hmm. You go, yeah, they're all together.
4: He just made fun of his hat, you see. Like he goes, they're going to kill you. It's all over the telltale. He goes, why don't they tell me these things? He goes, I don't mind dying, but I just resent having to hear it from a guy with a p- whose head comes to a point.
5: Oh, yeah. What kind of hat is that? Is that like a pork? I mean, it's, for, to me, it's always going to be a Chico hat, but I, I know it has a certain name to it. Well, I'm pork sure is it a
4: pork look it up, but I'm sure it's like... You know, in the 20s and 30s, it was some stereotypical Italian hat.
5: Oh, right. I got you. I wear it every night in Vaudeville. People loved it. Ooh, look at that Uh, You know Harpo's going to eat that fucking candle.
4: Yeah, he does, and he does the finger. Okay, so what happens here is he, you know, Harpo's hungry, so... She goes, like, boss, your food could be poisoned. You need a guinea pig. He goes, I'm gonna eat my steak. Right. You can have the guinea pig.
5: Why the guinea pig? Go down south. Why would you go down south? My meth lab blew up in the last scene. I said a car hit me. Oh yeah, look at that meat.
4: He goes, you.
5: are eating me
4: steak. And he goes, that is me steak, and I want to eat it.
5: Oh, there we go. I guess they don't keep kosher.
4: They made his hair super curly. His hair is just normal straight hair. But he didn't wear a wig, and they made his hair super curly.
5: So he would always wear a wig, but in this film, they just curled out his hair.
4: Yep. They gave him a perm. Here's your, uh, he puts the flame on his Yeah,
6: Nice.
5: You know, they were talking about uh, Buster Keaton, and Buster Keaton sold a bunch of his gags to Marx Brothers. So the oh. scene where Harpo is in the Night of the Opera, where he's tearing down the, the backdrops, that was from an old uh, Harold Lloyd film. I don't know where this joke came from. Probably a caveman. The giant cork. Yeah. I think Fred Flintstone sold them
4: And so there's so much cork glutch, there's no champagne in it. There was no room.
5: Uh just sick of his ass oh no that's like one of those te- old style telephones not for conversation
4: it was a regular old modern telephone
5: Who said a salty call
4: see it's very classic mother Mark's brothers here no, they're, they're giving us what we yeah. pay for. Oh, gross.
5: Yeah, you're right. <laughs> that's right. They touch each other's balls, and they kiss each other in the mouth. Now look, I paid for that.
4: His foot is like a uh... – watch. See? Oh, yeah. Mark's brother film.
5: Right. Oh, it's like an ashtray.
4: Yeah.
5: Oh, that's weird. I know that foot from Yellow Submarine*.
4: Now that was the typical girl running away from him, but he didn't chase.
5: Right. You're see the man who came to dinner. It was from the '30s, and it was based on a radio play or what have you, or play. And uh, it's about a theater critic who gets stuck in this house, and he won't leave. He's like the guest that won't leave, mm-hmm. and he brings over his friend, and his friend is like Carpo Marx, but it's played by Jimmy Durante. So it's Jeremy Durante has harpo marks and he's chasing women around. he talks he's off camera, but he's like you know, he does the leg bit and he chases he sees a woman and he drops everything and runs chases after them.
1: My wife I pay? Yes, and we'd like something very elegant. got any baggage? Of course.
4: It's on its way over from the air for you. Watch, he's like offended. No.
5: Oh, so they, they it's, it's a hotel, hotel, right? Casablanca.
4: It's a hotel, but so he, they don't have any bags. So he's like, they, he thinks they're just there to screw. I, he doesn't really, I, I don't know what's going on here. He's just teasing, I guess, but he wants to see their marriage license. It's funny. Well, well,
5: you know, if they if that couple wanted to go to the uh, Notel Motel in Casablanca, I would recommend the Spray It Again Sam Motel.
4: <laughs> Say it again, Sam.
5: Spray it again. Spray. Oh, why well, I, I we never have sex. Well, you know, got a but yeah, there you go, the marriage license.
4: Okay, so love how he they want to kill him, so Beatrice is going to lure him to his her room.
5: Right. She's also a Nazi, a Nazi singer.
4: She's a Nazi sympathizer. I don't know. Maybe you're right. I don't know if she's a Nazi. I mean, uh well, this is possible,
5: you know, sides can be reversed. Nazi it's a
4: party? Were they? I mean. They weren't soldiers. I don't
5: anymore. know. I, I never saw Casablanca. I saw Casablanca, like, years ago, let's put it that way.
4: Mike, that's nuts. You've got to see it.
5: I've seen it. I've seen it once. Our friend Tom, he loved that movie. He had all these posters and uh, pictures of Humphrey Bogart, and he yeah, knew it by heart. You
4: know what? Tom... Uh, it's almost like he was showing off, like... That movie's supposed well, to be you can... a movie, so he was like, "Yeah, I love it." I don't know.
5: Yeah, but also, I mean, how old was he? It? It was, he was pretty young. I mean, we yeah, were in our we right. were teenagers, so you know, we all had our passions. I thought, uh, I don't know, I don't know what I thought I liked. I liked Abby Hoffman. I thought he was kind of a cool guy.
4: Mm-hmm. Okay, so they
5: wise, I, like I don't know.
4: Between the fifth and sixth floor, so he can't go. To Beatrice's room, because he's stuck. So he says, oh, no. "You go out there and get help." So hard. Does you think
5: it's ironic? He... Yeah. Oh, so he's gonna find this loot, I guess, the loot crate. Oh, there it is, the loot crate entrance. Right. In video games, you can you can. There's something called loot crates that you pay for with real money, and it, it's a gambling game where it offers you like a rare weapon. Could offer you. Hey, there it is. Right called right. Bob Babadan and. Uh,
4: now will well, Did you ever see
5: that George Clooney movie of, where? It's...
4: We'll see the shadow of one of the cast members soon. One of the off-screen okay. people.
5: Oh, like by accident.
4: Yeah.
5: Ooh, real gold. That must have cost him a lot of to, to the scene. Yeah.
4: Just to do the set, right? We uh, thought um. We thought buying 1936 magazines for um, Little Miss Marker was a lot of money.
5: Yeah, this is too much of this. Hey, did he find a harp? Uh-oh. Another harp? Two harps? Is it harpsichordus? He's killing it. You know, I love Harpo. This is great. It's the thing is, is like, you know, you've seen all the other movies so many times, but you don't really see this one as much. Wow, he's just he doesn't care that it's looted art, he just fuck with it. George Clooney directed a bunch of movies, Carl. He directed a movie uh about American soldiers reclaiming uh, stolen loot from the Nazis.
4: With Bill I Murray I and
5: have some, Monument Man, yeah, Bob Monument Man. Well, I can't. I'm sure it was very memorable, even though I can't even remember the name. I wonder if they found a harp and then like Bill Murray played it. Why you gotta be so rude?
4: Don't you know I'm human too? This movie was originally going to be a complete and a hundred percent spoof on Casablanca.
5: Really, that's interesting because Casablanca came out what, like two years prior?
4: Uh, forty-two, so four years. Oh,
5: prior. so four years. That's right. It, it happened during the war. I remember that. Now, I was there. The
4: Marx Brothers financed this movie themselves.
5: Do they get their money back?
4: Uh, I don't know.
5: Chico's probably like, i still in debt. Couldn't he play the harp better in that movie?
4: Now, he plays a classical song, and then he jazzes it up. Yeah. Do you know the classical song? It goes... He does that, but he jazzes it up. Oh, I actually know
5: that song from what you sang to me. It's my ringtone. I actually listened to my phone. I was going to hang
4: up.
5: I thought I wasn't going to answer. I thought it was my mom. There
4: you go, yeah. Now, the harp isn't the most difficult thing in the world. Like any other instrument, you learn it. Um, But he is very talented, you know? Um, The harp is sort of like... If you had a piano, the guts of a piano standing up straight. So each note is, each string is its own note, you know, he's very talented, it's, people look at the harp and they're like, oh, I could never do that, you can, There, it's even color coordinated, you know, uh, if you took harp lessons, you could get it, but uh, he's very good.
5: Well, I think it's that you can, like, it's not like you could walk into, like, the guitar center and put down a, a layaway plan for a harp, no. you know, either you have a harp or you don't have a harp.
4: Right. Tuning
5: unless, I mean, unless I mean, at what point do you go, let's get a harp, and you're like, okay, son, you better fucking commit to this goddamn harp. Otherwise, I got to put it in the closet with the piano and the, uh, uh, the theremin. Look. I don't want to play harp anymore. I want to play a theremin.
4: Theremin's oh, great. that's spooky sounding. I own a theremin. I've never turned it on. Really? Yeah.
5: Oh, Carl, can I tell you a really funny story? Okay. Years ago, at a movie theater that closed, but there was a documentary in the '90s called Theremin, and it was about the theremin, and talked about Lost Weekend, and talked about all the science fiction movies, and talks about the guy and the, the weird history of this guy and with the Russians, and uh, the movie theater had promised a live theremin player. Called, I think it was like Nickelback Theater or something like that. Okay. But this man was going to play the merman afterwards. So this whole movie on spools, and everyone was like really enchanted by the whole like mystique of the, the creator and the music and the the pop culture influence. And at the end of the movie, this guy comes in and with his theremin, he puts it right in front of the screen. Within 30 seconds of playing, half the audience has left. Really? Like the guy was like wah wah <laughs> yeah like the whole audience left like they were so psyched at hearing about this this musical instrument and then when the guy actually played it everyone just walked out like he was doing like noise type of stuff but I, i i watched the whole thing i liked it oh boy
4: this time i'll walk yeah i'll climb up the stairs no Chico knows because Harpo told him they're trying to kill him. So this whole segment, Chico will interrupt and cause trouble trying to be his bodyguard, you know. So oh, right. the ruse is uh, Heinrich is going to come, you know, at the count, is going to come through the door and find Groucho and pretend to be jealous fiance and kill him. And then they'll say it was self-defense or some such thing. So he keeps showing up, but they've changed rooms.
5: And where's Chico? Chico? He's going to show up, right?
4: Yeah, he's going to knock on the door and stuff like that.
5: So it will be like, yeah, so uh, let's have sex. Okay, knock, knock, knock. (laughs) Hey, uh, I'm here to have sex. Oh, there's the Pekingese. Right. Or as I like to say. (laughs) What?
4: <laughs> you got a peacock knees?
5: Oh, yeah.
4: See, it goes up, boss. Oh, a woman in there. You got a girl in there. Yeah,
5: right. Let me in. <laughs> oh, yeah. He would always play against like Margaret Dumont, like the upper crust woman, and like who just, oh, yeah. you know, he would yeah. kind of. But she was never a Nazi sympathizer.
4: No, she was always just the oh my goodness lady, you know the. Yeah. Shocked.
5: But a lot of times, like in Duck Soup, she's always like kind of bemused, you know. Like obviously he's taking advantage of her, but she just, you know, she's charmed by the whole thing. Yeah. Like I, I ultimately think. It's... But this one is like you know. I guess in Casablanca, in the movie, like the there's no really good guy or bad guy. It's kind of blurred, so that maybe that's why.
4: What in this film? The
5: comedy dynamic.
4: Really good and bad well, in,
5: in the actual Casablanca.
4: Oh uh, no, there was actual good and bad guys, right?
5: Um, I don't know. I saw it once. I saw it in film class. Okay, I audited a so, film class and watched
4: it. Uh, in ig- ig- ingrid bergman is trying to help her husband who's helping the cause of the war okay so in a sense he's a bad guy to sam but at the same time sam overcomes his own personal uh i don't know what the word is to go for the greater good so the guy's not an enemy in the end so it is complicated, uh, isn't it?
5: Yeah, I guess it is. Oh my god. What let's up
4: we left
2: off
4: Hey boss! You got a girl in there. <laughs>
5: Yeah, I tell you at the worst time Chico's always knocked at the door. <laughs> hey, did we get paid up front for this movie? Chico, not now.
4: This movie was about money. As a matter of fact, I don't know who offered him, but Harpo was offered fifty grand, remember in nineteen forty six money, so that would be about a half a million dollars, to utter the single word murder in this film. Presumably to add publicity value to the film, having him speak only the only time on screen, Harpo declined the offer and never spoke publicly until a concert one year before his death.
5: Well, he he, he had a famous uh, there's a famous book called Harpo Speaks written by his son uh, that, that kind of paints like a very yeah, a very nice portrait of his of his father and. Uh, a lot of people kind of learned about Harpo that way, you know, and there's also the Groucho letters, which I never read, but I read the Harpo book years ago and uh, there's always like there's always cool film books with the Harpo, with the Marx Brothers, you know, always like black and white photos or just like the original title cards and then kind of vaudeville photos and stuff like that like, if you dig around and use bookstore, I'm sure you're going to find like some out of print Marx Brothers book, scripts Wyatt Duck.
4: Right. Yeah, that's good that Mark. I mean, was known. I saw some footage of him with his family, and he was super old, like seventy or something, and he was still funny. Yeah.
5: Oh yeah, I mean, uh, they all kind of held up pretty well. Yeah. I guess except for Zeppo. Were you a fan of Zeppo when there was the four Marx brothers? Great man. He would always have the romance. Like, whoever, whatever girl he was courting would
4: always last her at the end. Right, and he'd be a beautiful singer. So, Harpo found five bucks, right? So, the count will have none of yes. that. If you're doing number five, I'm not. He goes, Bleh. So, Harpo will <laughs> win. So...
5: He an anarchist.
4: Now he'll let it ride and he'll win again. And he'll let it ride and he'll win again.
5: Nice. Oh, and he knows, like, that's Rusty. So he's like, I can't believe my pool boy is winning. Right. Wow, that's some animation right there. With the coin's going up. They must have got it from the gold diggers of 1933 or something. <laughs>
4: 49, the, uh, the Gold Rush?
5: Yeah, I guess, no, there was a, it was a Bugsby Berkeley kind of a musical uh, review, and it was uh, basically various song numbers and skits, and it came out in 33, so they called it The Gold Diggers of 33.
4: Oh. oh. It was,
5: it's a cool movie. I think it was 33, but they, it was named after the year of its release, like as if it was a vaudeville show where they say, you know, 39's greatest uh, show. The 39 review.
4: Sounds fun. Never heard of it.
5: You know what sounds terrible? The Gold Diggers of 2020. That is one year I do not want to relive.
4: <laughs> I would like to get a gold digger.
5: I mean, there's no gold, but. Oh yeah. Yeah, you have to get the gold first.
7: Bye.
4: Hey. It's so. He's the manager of the hotel. So he goes up and he goes, oh, we have gambling here? You know, like all surprised. And he goes, sir, if he, you know, the limit is too high. If he wins, he will break the bank. And he goes, "Well, you know the odds of someone hitting five again? There's no way he's going to do that. And they say, so he goes, what not if I roll the wheel so Groucho himself threw the ball and now the count is convincing the cop and the mayor of the town that it was a setup they're in it together
5: interesting but they weren't
4: no it was luck
5: yeah you know Carl there's a comic book that just that came out recently which took a script that Salvador Dali wrote. He was going to make a movie with the Marx Brothers, and was like really? giraffe something. Yeah. So this guy took the script and took some historical notes, and he just kind of made a graphic novel of it. Interesting. And it, and it stars the Marx Brothers, and it has Salvador Dali in it, and it's it's interesting. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Now book we book have
4: on. our Act Three set up. Okay. Okay. They've been thrown into jail, okay, and Beatrice is going to overhear that the Count is taking the—he's been uh, now—he's become the hotel manager, so he's going to take the Nazi loot and run away, and they're going to leave Beatrice behind. So Beatrice sort of, like, changes sides uh, and calls the cops on him and stuff.
5: You go Beatrice.
4: Meanwhile, Pierre Mm -hmm. is going to get flown to uh, France by plane and tried by a military court for, I don't know, taking the treasure and crashing his plane. I'm not sure for what.
5: So he's the bad guy in this. What? Look at oh Oh, sorry. I was distracted by Harpo's antics in the background. You,
4: You didn't say he was the bad guy. He's the good guy, you see? And, like... This is the Act 3 setup. Everything's down on its luck. He's going to get tried by a military tribunal. But now they find out <laughs> oh, Harpo knows where the treasure is.
5: Yeah. Ground basement. Treasure. Next floor basement. Men's out of there. Treasure.
4: Be quiet, it will never escape if you keep on yelling.
5: There you go. Oh, they're gonna let her out too. Come on, come on, Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. <sighs>
4: Next floor, es- formal wear, treasure.
5: <laughs> Nazi loot. Nazi loot. Wow, they got, so got a lot of crap. The
4: is hearing she's gonna be on the outs. So she's pretending she's horrible acting. She's pretending she's calling.
5: <laughs> you think they? You think uh, Archie Mayo, the director, is behind uh, the, the off-camera? Of uh, hello. <laughs> Thanks, Archie. You're right. What kind That's of awesome. white name is that? Archibald Mayonnaise. Archibald L. Mayonnaise.
4: <laughs> and. Um, Archie L. By Joseph Fields and Ronald Kibble. Kibby. Uh, Ronald Kibbe, Kibbe. wrote oh. Groucho Marx. Um, he was in the Air Force in World War Two, and after the you know his military service, he crow wrote this movie. Um, this is like
5: almost this immediately after. Because this is 1946, right? So the war just ended, and just uh, ended. Yes. Well, that's nothing nothing better than going back to the theater and watching the war again.
4: Yeah. <laughs> well, all films were like stuck on the war at this point. Now, the Marx Brothers would be in one more film. It's called Love Happy, uh, but it's uninspired, yep. you know, and the three are never in the same scene together. So even though this isn't Wasn't the literally their final film, it is.
5: Well, this is the greatest story ever told—the Cecil B. DeMille movie, where the it's like a three-hour film about Bible stories, and each Gra- each Marx Brothers has their own scene in it. Uh huh. But they're they're not together.
4: Which is crazy. Huh. After the Yeah. Beatles broke up. They would appear on each other's films, uh, on each other's uh, songs, you know, but never all of them together.
5: Well, we could. I could name you a movie. We saw it where uh, Beetle, a Beetle made a movie. Another Beetle showed up.
4: Uh, you mean Ringo showing up for Paul?
5: And yeah, for give my regards to Broad Street. Yeah. You're absolutely right.
4: Okay, now as you know, this is the third act, but this is a very, very, very bizarre scene. This is an act two kind of scene. This is a like. We're hiding so we can't be discovered scene. It's really smacks of Act 2, but it's not. Now, uh, the fiancé has run off to get Pierre from the airfield and bring him here because this Nazi treasure will exonerate him. Okay, So the Marx Brothers' idea is to delay, delay the Count from leaving, delay the Nazi from leaving. It's really not an Act 3 type of scene at all. It doesn't make sense, but here we are. It's funny. It is funny.
5: Right. Yeah, I mean, you want to see them do the hijinks like that.
4: Uh No, but what I'm saying is, like, Act 3 is always about, like... It's about the car chase. It's about the ticking time bomb. It's about the contest, you know. Act 3 is the fight. It's the race. It's we've only got one hour before the bomb blows up. You know, Act 3 is always... Uh,
5: well, when you when you hide in a trunk, it's because you're going to discover something and that's going to tell the story.
4: That's Act 2 stuff, hiding in a trunk.
5: Yeah. causing <laughs> <laughs> chaos. But yeah, I mean, the Marshmallows I always love just because they're like chaos incarnate, you know, like it's yeah. always just, just they're anarchists and it's great. And uh, fucking Bugs Money ripped off their act and made an empire.
4: Bugs Bunny ripped I
5: was one of Money ripped off their act. You know, he's like he's like Gracho and Chico and uh, Harpo all mixed in one. He's he has that kind of
4: well, he's you know, Gracho
5: Yeah, he could he kind of scams people like Chico and he bends the rules like Harpo You know, when it comes to process and stuff. Mhm. Although, you know, who I I really feel bad for, is the lemonades salesman and, and duck soup the one where they put their feet in his lemonade i always felt bad for that guy
6: i don't remember well,
5: what happened well they would like cut his tie and they would like light his hat on fire and they would uh like he the guy shows up to his lemonade stand and fucking harpo has his feet he's like sitting in the lemonade stand with his feet in the in the lemonade
4: you know i i have there. seen every har every marx brother movie and I think that I remember other ones more than Duck Soup, I guess, even though that's the greatest one. Yeah. I loved when they went west and A Night at the Opera. and
5: um... Yeah, n- Night at the Opera, they're mostly on a boat. Like They don't get to the Opera until the third act, but the the, the boat stuff is hysterical. I mean, that's what I always loved. Is the that Day of the Races, you know, away? I saw that. Yeah, right, they're ways and two hard-boiled eggs. Honk, honk, make that four boiled hard-boiled eggs.
4: Yeah, and there was the woman who's like, uh, you can't keep me cooped up in here. She was with the mobster. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and they did the, of course, the, they did the old mirror act.
5: But uh. well, that was, oh, in that one? No, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I guess so.
4: I really like that. No, duck soup. <sighs> People think that Groucho you know, uh, is hysterical, but what they're doing is they're watching, like, the clips of him, the highlights, because he did. Right,
5: oh, absolutely.
4: He did have funny lines. He's a, he, in a regular movie, well, he, he tells so many not-funny jokes.
5: Well, they could have been funny back then. He's all about rhythm. He's all about cadence. He's all about a comic flow. Like, he has a comic rhythm to him that's undeniable, and... So it doesn't really matter sometimes if it's not like a, a killer joke. It's just the uh, the way he you know he'll look in the camera and he'll say, "Can you believe that?" Or you know like he'll just kind of go in and disrupt everyone. Duck Soup has all the great lines.
4: And you're right that it could be that um, it, it culturally it was funny. And, and yeah. we're it's not a part of that culture.
5: Right. Yeah. I mean, sometimes he'll say like kind of a racist joke, and and you go, "Whoa, where did that come from?" Or like he'll do, a, uh, but it's more like you know, just like it seemed like a joke at the time, like a reference to whatever. But yeah, Dave and the racists are in blackface, aren't they? Or they they, they oh, find like uh, a shanty town.
4: I don't know. You know, I guess I I've got to um, I guess I gotta revisit my Marx Brothers because I just remember bits and. You know, it's been a long life. I've I have I didn't sit right. down one day and marathon them. You know, I mean, you bump into them and they're great. Uh, eventually, you see them all. But I, I I guess I I only remember bits and pieces.
5: Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Uh, you know, the Montclair we're from Montclair, New Jersey, both the of arc- us. And Montclair's public library had a uh, great a tech AV guy like, and he would show movies. And he showed the Marx Brothers, and I forget which one it was. But I was probably 12, and I was there with some other friends from school. And my friends from school, you know, they laughed a bit, but they got up and left. And they came in and sat down. Mm -hmm. They got up and left, and they came back and sat down. And the the tech guy, like, he was playing a projection, you know, back in the day. And he went up to us and said, don't ever walk in and out of a movie like that. It's a complete distraction. You're you're ruining the experience. Yeah. And my friends never went back. I, I kept going back. I was like, cool. I didn't realize Oh, bottoms up.
4: And, and and this is the worst they can do. He thinks he's going crazy.
5: This is the worst they can do. The guy's a Nazi.
4: They're just driving him crazy.
5: My drawers are down, sir. They're upside down. My drawers, sir. Hang on, let's table it. Uh, some Eve humor.
4: Yeah, some Act 2 humor in, in Act 3.
5: Well, does the movie end after this scene?
4: Uh, no, the movie does turn into an Act 3 situation uh, after this scene.
5: Gotcha. Harpo... He's going mad.
4: <laughs> it's impossible that they wouldn't have been found all this time. He would have never... You don't
5: known. think a guy was... There. Yeah, right.
4: His back is... Oh, wow,
5: that's a miracle. Plus, honestly, these guys are a little bit older, so it's taken them twice as long to hide. Oh, there's all the treasure. Oh, I was hoping for booze when they said they had royal crown. <laughs> King me. Okay. Oh, uh, there we. Now we're acting. He three. found his horn. All right. Now hey, we're yeah, come on, the boss.
4: All about a chase to the plane.
5: Right, but that wasn't that the end of Casablanca. They had to get on that plane. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's poor old man.
4: At the end of the Casablanca, he says, like, he gives this speech, you know, forget Paris, and it turns into, like, just, you should YouTube the last scene of Casablanca. So many things that you've heard, including round up the usual suspects, all these little catchphrases. Mm-hmm. That's where it came from.
5: Yeah, I mean, I've seen it parody. You know, it was one of those cult- pop culture references that I, I knew as a reference more than the actual thing. So I knew all the parodies of Casablanca and uh, all the, like, references and the looks and, you know, like, uh, but I just never really – I saw the movie once. So my friend had a film class, and I went to see uh, the movie with her. That was it. That was, like, 30 years ago. Wow. But you know, it's also like you know, eat your spinach type of thing. Like if you haven't seen Citizen Kane, like why bother?
4: That was you a know? great film. You're Better right.
5: The you Casablanca. need to
4: see that film. You need to see Casablanca. Casablanca. There's many films that are need must see.
5: Do not see a Night in Citizen Kane. It's a Marx Brothers movie.
4: <laughs> not see. Do not see.
5: Do Nazi? Oh yeah.
4: I used to love to play that game Nazi, and we used to love to play Triple Nazi.
5: Oh yeah, you would yell Nazi.
4: Great, would roll the dice. Yeah, Nazi! <laughs> See, now oh man, these sounds the are crazy. Round,
5: They're like right? old guy jackass. What's that girl? I'm sorry.
4: Now we're in the third act. I mean, look at this action. They're getting yeah. away. Catch them. Chase them.
5: All <laughs> oh, right, they found the truck. Sorry, brothers only.
4: But that's right. They can't. Oh, look at Chico. It's his truck. Yeah, only brothers.
5: You know, it's froze before military hose. Is what I would say. Rose. A pose. He's the fleet. Rose before Poe. Poe.
4: Rose before Poe.
5: Yeah. (laughs) All right. Talking about that. Sir, I got to catch my plane. Wow, look at the special effects. You can barely see the screen. (laughs) Although, this must be crazy having a truck drive alongside a plane. Now this is in a studio, right? This seems like uh, I'm watching Indiana Jones four, right? Where it's the Crystal Skull, where it's like whatever, you're gonna survive it. You're stuck to the ladder, looks like you're gonna fall. Don't worry about it. You're at a nuclear bomb test site. Don't worry about it. You'll be yeah. in a fridge.
4: Just get in the fridge.
5: Did you remember there was a scene where like there's a they're on a jeep and the Nazis are on a jeep and they're punching. They're both standing while the jeep is going through the jungle and they're like just standing, punching two guys at a time. Right. And it's just like, who cares? I don't even like nothing matters anymore at that point. There's no tension. There's no like.
4: Right. You don't you have know, any. Like here, he'll get knocked off.
5: What happens to the woman? Did she faint? She got hit off right when they're fighting.
4: She got bonked on the head. They both did.
5: It misses it. You ever see the Thin Man? At one point, the husband uh, punches the, his wife in the face so she'll pass out and not be endangered during when oh, a, a shooter shows up.
4: Really? I have seen Thin yeah. Man movies. I did, I don't remember that one.
5: The first one was a little harsh, but yeah, that's what he did. It was delightful. Uh, look at him. I'm making a of joke right I'm sorry I would I would not enter a plane that would have me as a member
4: mm-hmm. I'm going to wrung my neck
6: <laughs>
5: yeah so I
4: knock out the pilot and then they realize yeah. we got no pilot
5: okay. oh yeah' oh, whistle <laughs> what are you gonna say rash? Crash! Plane's gonna crash. Go. He's showing his ass. Harper's showing his ass. So
4: they oh,
5: step that's step a plane rash. Plane go. crash.
4: Oh, you're doing the charades.
5: <laughs> yeah, the charades. So he'll point to his bare bottom and he'll say, hey, uh plane. That's a plane rash."
4: Plane. Oh, rash. Crash.
5: <laughs> yeah. I can't compete against the Marsh Brothers, curl. Right. Yeah. I'm, sorry, no. I'm sorry now. <laughs>
4: I'm sorry now. I shouldn't have conked you on the head. Now, of
5: course. Nice. Uh, so to pilot. Oh, another head concussion. Oh, there's Scarface. Oh, I got to get my Nazi loot. Catch that plane. It's a hilarious stunt in this movie.
4: Right. You know how it irks you how, like, there's a big crash, but we don't get to see it. We see the aftermath. You're right. going to happen here. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. Are they going to
4: do that? Oh. Uh, so they roll. Re- well, I know, like. And he's going to save the day, but Harpo's not in on it, and he goes, huh ah! bonk. And this guy's a great actor. Look, he does Uh a great actor.
5: He really looks like he has a concussion.
4: Doesn't that? The ringing. I've been hit on that.
5: In a small contained area like a plane, you do have to stand up and kind of walk a couple paces to find the spot. Uh Uh-oh. Well, ups and downs. The the problem is that the the planes can be fine, but the uh, the in-flight movie is the Ritz Brothers.
4: (laughs) The what brothers?
5: The Ritz Brothers. You ever see those guys?
4: No, Rich R-I-C-H, R-I-T-Z.
5: R-I-T-Z, like the crackers.
4: Ritz Brothers. No, I guess not.
5: There were, I guess, uh, oh, have you ever seen Brain Donors with uh, John Turturro? And uh, it was like, it was a version of the Marx Brothers, but it, it wasn't like the Three Students movies where characters played the actual, right, you know, iconic characters. It was just the archetype. So they had like Bob Nelson as like Harpo, and they had John Turturro as Groucho, and there was a Chico character, and they just kind of harassed the school. It's a really good movie.
4: Oh yeah, brain donors. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, check it out. Like, it, it, here's the crash. Know, it's, it's, uh, yeah. We didn't get. Thank to... you for flying. was <laughs> We didn't get to see it. We saw after. Now it
5: went through the wall.
4: Yeah. Now you know how Harpo chases the girls. At the end of this yeah. film, the all three of them will chase the girl.
5: Thank you. this is a horny movie right they were, they were full-on horn dogs you know who the hum, the horniest uh marsh brothers was Is gummo it was what gummo porno Demo? <laughs> porno <laughs> right all right I'll take that one
4: look at this awful fake fighting
5: look Fake, Well, they're so old, when they sped it up, it looked like they were normal fighting.
4: Mike, they're our age, Mike.
5: I'm telling you, they're old.
4: (laughs) Okay.
5: Oh, wait, we're not old. You're right, they're our age, this is normal stuff.
4: I was up on the roof today. I'm not so old. He's caught, Nazi, caught Nazi. He's being arrested for the murder of the managers of the Casablanca Hotel.
5: Nice, caught. If this was Marathon Man, he would kill the woman who yells out his name and then run off. Oh, how Harpo grew a beard? This movie so long. Yeah. Oh, hey, Zeppo and his Zeppo's girl are kissing. True romance. Oh, they're all gonna chase one girl. The brothers. Yeah. So. I thought I got her, but my other brother got her. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that has been uh, cast of characters, Groucho, Harpo, and Charles Drake and the rest. Wow. Carl, what would you think of this movie?
4: I enjoyed it, and I think the internet's wrong that it's bad. I think it's a regular uh, regular Marx Brothers film. No, Nothing was sacrificed here.
5: I mean, it's not like a Cracker Jack of an amazing film, but it's great. I mean, and it's also great because if you've seen all the other Marx Brothers, it's just nice to see one they did like this in the same format that you just really haven't seen as much. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's just not overplayed to me. Like, I've I've seen all of them, so I haven't seen this one as much. They
4: promised. You know, they promised a Marx Brothers movie, and we got all the bits that we're used to.
5: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, sure, the writing is not on par with the other ones, but, you know, who gives a shit? All right, well, that has been our movie here at Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube. Yeah, we, we riffed, we ms 3 k the Marx Brothers, huh? Yeah. Fuck you, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> our heads is some up our ass. Uh, Carl, I'm very excited. Uh, it's at the end of, the, of our show, and where can people find you?
4: Uh, they can go to carlsucks.com, and someday this COVID will be over. And uh, we'll be
5: back. And out we can go back But meanwhile, check out carlsucks.com for Carl. And uh, we'll be back next Sunday. We're going to do a movie because we are in quarantine. We recorded an extra episode that we were going to play, and we're going to play it next week. But it's already on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, it's a film called Zero to 60. I think it was 1967,
4: right? Uh, or, 1978.
5: Oh, well, I beg my pardon. In 1978, uh, uh, Carl, would you like to do the trailer for it?
4: Well, there is no trailer. Okay, I'll do the trailer. <clears throat> zero right. to 60, and we gonna going down to zero to 60. He was a, div- he was a divorced guy who had hit rock bottom. Well, I'm telling you, I'm just so poor, you know. But he got a repo job and met a girl named Larry. Hey, come on! I only care about myself. And together they had mayhem as they tried to record, Knocking over fruit truck. Knocking over fruit stand. <laughs> Zoom. Car chase. Car chase. Tune in next time for Zero to Sixty. Zero
5: to Sixty. Get me in Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Well, that's the trailer to Zero to 60. Uh, if you can't wait, just go to our YouTube channel. Carl's already synced up this episode to the movie, and you can experience it as an audiovisual treat. Otherwise, check us out next Sunday here on MutinyRadio.fm on Sunday at 2 p.m. or on our podcast where you can find it as L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We would love for you to subscribe and not listen. We just need the subscribers. No, Everyone, no, thank no. you so much.
4: Uh, listen. You have to listen. Listen. <laughs>
5: Oh, yeah, you should listen. Oh, right, yeah, you got to listen. Otherwise, it will clock in, I think. Uh, No, because we love you, and we're glad you're listening. Thank you, Carl. What a great show. This was a great episode. We actually successfully, I guess, uh, tried to make fun of a funnier movie. So, uh, yeah, and we will see everyone next week. Thank you, Pam Benjamin and Mutiny Radio, and uh, thanks, everyone. Did I miss anything? Uh,
4: Thank you, Mike. Thank you, audience. See you next time. Yeah. I wrote this song. Uh, my turn ons are satin sheets, and the ways your yeah, champagne tickles my nose. And, uh, I love to paint outdoors. Listen, you should follow me on Twitter. It's Jokes to Carl, the French duh, not the oh, oh duh.
1: Let's watch a full.
8: hypocrisy is ubiquitous, it seems like errors and hunger is all we share. Everywhere I look, I see geometry, shapes of art, shapes of flowers. Triangles, tetrahedron, and the pyramid. Life's seen expanding, cells dividing, demanding. Anarchy and hunger are the very same thing. Everywhere I look, I see geometry, shapes of hearts. Shadow. the hearts are breaking Of the shapeless night, yes. And are my deformities, they all conform in the prison of the prisms. I chase the shadow in the prison of the prisms. I chase the shadow. Energetic particles, X-rays, I can't explain neglected expectations and reflections of pain. On defining all of these shapes that I keep, really but in the prison of oh, the prisms Well, I chase the shadow in the prison of the prisms I chase the shadow. See the light, we're shining from the sky. Starlight, so star bright. For a star, I see the night, yeah, we're shining. Oh, time, I take off Saturday's blinders and learn to grow in the light. Take off Saturday's blinders and learn to grow in the light. Take off Saturday's blinders and learn to grow in the light. cool X-rays I can't explain Neglected expectations and reflections of pain Yeah, the fire and light from the sky Keeps on defining all of these shapes that I cannot escape Yeah, the prism, all the prisms Shadow, oh, the fire of uniting the sky, it's a rise in my eyes. The fire burns, I cannot discern anyone else. Thus, I chase the shadow. In the prison of the prison, I face the shadow. Circle the line, triangle, tetrahedron, and the pyramid. All I've seen expanding, so it's fighting to manly. Anarchy and hunger are the very same thing. Atrical. This to find the nerves. The design of the mind defies and defies, yeah. Hypocrisy is ubiquitous, and it seems... Like errors and hunger is all that we share Of, of flowers it,
7: that was Salty and his Prison of Prism song Jay Chesmix <laughs> I hope you're listening Hey, if anyone's listening and they want to call in um, it, the number is 415 550 0511. You want to talk about rainbow stuff? I'm going to keep the song train rolling and play more um, rainbow tunes. This is uh, a dear friend of mine from I Don't Know Cafe and his Monkey Evolution song. This is Justa. Thanks, Justa, for letting me play your. Your music. Will it all start
1: with a big old bang? Punch dirty nice. Just the things. Came together in a big old speed. That little water. If you where we wear our name, met DNA. So come on, baby, let's get together and play. Well it's a monkey and yeah, monkey and me won't smoke around me. Provides an explanation well, Now we came about Random mutation One monkey lived longer Than his brother So good love had another and Another one well, monkey evolution Monkey evolution Long time come We don't need a biblical text. Can't tell by your face. You're Your chimpanzee's exo. He made a mall.
7: Okay, that was Justa with Monkey Evolution here at the Always Free Podcast at Mutiny Radio. I've got, it's always free. But we do take donations if you want to donate at the Mutiny Radio website or the Venmo at Mutiny Radio. Always free, but donations accepted. Um, Now I'm going to play a song from our beloved Jai from Roadkill Cat. This is... Dream Big Live.
3: This is a new song that I'm working on. Just wrote it tonight.
4: It's a little sad, but... can't all be pop songs.
3: If I die today,
8: I'll be famous by tomorrow. those tears away The inheritance check will swallow Your pain and all your doubts You may wonder who I am With all the screaming shouts Your mom was mine (laughs) I
6: <laughs> got